a young, newly ordained pastor was very excited when she was asked to preach at the local prison. But she was also a little nervous. So the day in question arrives, she gets to the prison, she goes through security, she gets to the chapel, and there's a very large group of female prisoners waiting for her to begin the service. And as she walks up to the lectern, she's starting to feel really nervous again, and she's holding on to the lectern. And she begins the service by saying, Good morning. It's so good to see you here. (laughs) So good to see you here. It really is good to see you here this morning. And jokes about churches being like prisons aside, thanks to your wardens John and Kim, uh, your sentences this morning will be rather short. <laughs> the doors will be unlocked within the hour. We actually don't lock the doors. Now, whether you and I can unlock the mystery of Advent within the hour is another matter entirely. Advent begins the new Christian year. If you knew that, raise your hand. Okay, you get some extra credit. So turn to some people nearby and say, Happy New Year. And really, folks, what more lovely way to begin the new Christian year than with these comforting, encouraging words of Jesus from today's Gospel reading from St. Luke. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, on an earth distressed among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Uplifting stuff, right? Don't you feel inspired? Can't you feel that New Year's apocalyptic spirit? Advent is one of the most ancient of the church's seasons. And now I'm going to give you a statement, and you tell me whether the statement is true or false. Here it is. Advent is principally about preparing for Christmas. True or false? False. False. So we often observe it that way. St. Cyril of Jerusalem, writing in the 4th century, reminds us that Advent is a season dedicated to preparing for the three comings of Christ. St. Cyril tells us, number one, in the flesh, in humility, in Bethlehem. Two, in our hearts, daily. And three, in the glory at the end of time. And today's readings seem to be, or at least are often understood, as focusing on this third or final coming of Christ. Be on your guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who live on the face of the earth. Be alert at all times. Now this morning we are going to largely sidestep the endless controversies and speculations about the exact nature of Jesus' return. There are some Christians who say, well, it will be preceded by certain signs. This will happen. And then this will happen. And then Jesus will show up. 
But then there are other Christians who say, well, we hold, using more formal theological language, to what is called realized eschatology. That's a mouthful, realized eschatology. Basically the argument that much of what Jesus is talking about in passages like this has already happened. So you have the Christian view of there'll be signs, stuff will happen. You have those who say it's already happened. And then there's a whole bunch of viewpoints in between and around those two positions. But as I said, we're sidestepping them because almost all of the Christian churches and traditions affirm a reality that you and I do not fully understand, but in a mystery that's beyond our comprehension. At the end of time, there will be a final showing, or certainly at the end of your life and mine, there will be a final showing of God's love, and it will be triumphant. Thomas Merton, one of the great spiritual writers of the last century, had this to say about Advent. Advent is the beginning of the end of all in us that is not yet Christ. Advent is the beginning of the end of all in us that is not yet Christ. Okay, so maybe that's sort of worth chewing on, thinking about. But what on earth is all this language about being ready and being alert and judgment and even the final triumph of the love of God? What does that have to do with this day? This day with its joys and sorrows. This world with its problems and predicaments. This church with its challenges and complications. What does it have to do with this day? Well, Jesus tells us very plainly what it has to do with this day in Luke 21, verse 28. He says, Now when these things begin to take place, stand up, raise up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Stand up, raise up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. As you and I live in this great valley, this great valley between Christ's first coming and Christ's final coming, you and I are to do so raising our heads, knowing that our redemption is near. Knowing that our redemption is near. Drawing near, it's been 2,000 years. Drawing near, it has been centuries of oppression and human rights violations. Drawing near, it's been years for you or somebody you know who's had a struggle with some condition or some situation or some person. Drawing near, we should raise up our heads knowing that our salvation, our redemption is drawing near. Really? Yes. Really. Question for you. Is there a difference between the person who walks in hope and the person who walks in despair? Yes or no? Yes. Yes, there's a forest fire of difference. The difference between giving up and still giving. The difference between giving in to bitterness and giving in to bravery. However dark the day, however slow the progress, however weary and worn you are as a disciple of Jesus... You should rest up your head, knowing that your redemption is drawing near. 
Now this is not to discount the problem of suffering, or how some of you are suffering, or the horrible circumstances that many people face in the world. Rather, this is kindling wood for a bonfire of hope. Now, I've had the privilege of sitting with many people, many people near the end of their lives, many people of venerable years, like late 90s and 100s, and reflecting with them about their life. More than one country, different situations, men and women. They all say a lot of different things. But they also all say one thing that's the same. They all say one thing that is exactly the same, that comes up inevitably in every conversation. They will say something like this. It all went so fast. It all went so fast. They're talking about their life, they're talking about the years, the decades. And some of you who are approaching, I'm not saying you're at venerable years, but some of you are approaching that, you're nodding your heads because that's been your experience too. It all went so fast. The coming of Christ will be like that. Whether you meet Christ in glory after your death, or whether you meet Christ in glory at His long expected return, you'll be saying to yourself, it all went so fast. But in the meantime, in the meantime, bring joy to this day's sorrows for yourself and for others. But in the meantime, Live faithfully with God's help, tackling those injustices and helping to relieve the suffering of others. Remembering that liking is optional. Love is required. In the meantime, participate in one of our Wednesday Advent studies. Because folks, we're using these studies to help us clarify our mission, our vision, who we will be as a church as we head into 2019. Father Tony Clavier, who's an Episcopal priest, has this to say about Advent. Quote, We perhaps moan about a secularized Christmas that begins before Thanksgiving and ends abruptly on the day after Christmas. Rather than moaning, we can meet the challenge it presents. We can be subversive by keeping Advent in holy preparation. End of quote. Observe this season of Advent as a season of holy preparation, holy alertness. And is that going to be easy considering our culture is running around like mad people with bees with bells on? No. But that's okay because being a Christian often involves being counter-cultural. So make this a season of holy preparation, a season of holy alertness. Not just for Christ coming at Bethlehem, not for just Christ coming at the end of time, but for all of the ways in which the Lord seeks to enter your life day by day. And do so with a bonfire of hope, which is the burning, blazing love of God, lifting up your head, knowing that your redemption is drawing near. Amen.